Hello. <laughs> this is the most awkward way I've ever recorded with anyone, much less you. <laughs> to one another if we dare make eye contact we will be able to get through it <laughs> we're gonna have to talk like this we have to put our eyes <laughs> well anyway hi people hi jess hi, hi. <laughs> it's so funny because it's like the one time that like you want to record with someone we have to lean in closer to the person. And so I have to like look away so I don't laugh. <laughs> this might not work. Yes, like if we <laughs> lean in, it's like we're every time we lean in, it's like we're going to kiss the, each other. It's very weird. <laughs> we're like oh. seesawing towards one another. <laughs> like we're on a playground. It's so bizarre. Oh, all right. So we are in a hotel room on Jessica's bed, and we're going to do a little recap of uh, what went down here at Podcast Movement and stuff. <laughs> that was very articulate. Extreme. That was very articulate. I like how you're afraid to move in. It's like this, I see you, Bob, but you don't ever get to the mic. It's like I'm going to hurl, but then I change my mind. <laughs> okay, I might vomit into the toilet, but not quite yet. I can't even take it. Oh, jeez. So weird. Okay. So what? So let's talk about first. I guess who, what time you came in, and what time I came in. I guess right. Came into not this room. Okay. (laughs) Chicago. (laughs) Where you haven't even drank, you guys. In the morning, it's eight thirty in the morning. Yes, it is, and we are have not drunk. <laughs> Just as good as tequila <laughs> is, I guess, an early morning with Elsie. That's what this episode should be called: an early morning with Elsie. Oh my god, I'm crying. Okay, so when did we come in? I came in to Chicago in the kidnapper van about nine p.m. on Tuesday evening. Mm-hmm. I came in at like, I guess, three. I was here at three on Tuesday. Yeah, I was following you, stalking you on my phone. Yes, that's right. That's right. How did I get through the airport? Oh, my friend Andrea picked me up from the airport. The 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 one that was here? Oh. Andrea picked me up from the airport. So I have this friend, you guys, who when we were both pregnant with, well, I was pregnant with Isaac. She was pregnant with Julian. There's an app called What to Expect When You're Expecting, and there's a community aspect of it. No way. Yeah. So in the community aspect of it, they said, would you like to join a Facebook group of all women who are do the same? It wasn't even the same month as you. It was the same week as you. (gasps) So all the babies. I mean, first of all, we were all only like three or four months pregnant. So we were with each other through our entire pregnancies. And then a couple of us had like, I had gestational diabetes. There was someone else in the group that had the high blood pressure one. Preeclampsia. Oh, wow. Okay. And then someone else had a problem with the pregnancy where she lost all her amniotic fluid. And she, uh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. So she lost all her amniotic fluid. She was in the hospital for like six months. 
the whole time. So like the whole time the rest of us are like bobbing and weaving and doing our day. Like she was just like, yep, still here in the hospital. Anyone else have any more TV recommendations? Like it was terrible. It was terrible. So yeah, so she gave birth first. And then actually we thought Andrea was going to be next because she had something going on with her placenta. Yeah, something like a rip. I don't know. They thought it was ripped or something. But anyway, then she ended up being fine at the at the end of it all. But they were like watching her and making sure that they assumed that she would go at least six weeks, if not eight weeks early. And she was scared shitless the whole time. And then it turned out to be fine. Hmm. And she had a perfectly – she went full term and then some. It was like 42 weeks of pregnancy. It was terrible. <laughs> Oh, poor Andrea. So she I picked know. you up. Is that the first time you've ever met her prop, like as a human? As a human. Yeah. So she picked <laughs> me up from the life. airport, and that was the first time we ever met in person. It was great. So Andrea and I are the only two Jews in this group. There are no other Jews. How do you find that out, though? I mean, it's like... Oddly, you can tell. Oh, okay. Well, you can always tell when there are like birds of a feather like you, I guess, already. Like, mm-hmm. So in a group of, let's say, 100 women... And then you go ahead and say all the ones who are like the more vocal. Andrea was very funny. I'm very funny. Okay. Um, and then also like during the group, like, you know, we were pregnant. We were bored. And so we'd be like, let's talk about where we're from. Let's talk about okay. how old we all are. How many other kids do we all have? Like, where do we go? You know, what do we all do for a living? And so we just sort of figured it out, I guess. You know, like where did you- – oh, and then like once in a while someone would have an anniversary and then it would be like, how did you meet your husband? Post a picture of your parents. Like, you know, so we got to know each other like pretty well, I guess. Okay. Oddly enough. You wouldn't believe the diversity and the stuff I've learned from these women too. Like you would think like 50 women, all babies the same age. One of them was born deaf. She has hearing loss. One of them found out the day before she was induced that her child had dwarfism. Get out! I am not kidding you. And she's a dwarf. <gasps> well, that's a shock. I mean, you're supposed to find that out a little earlier. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. She's a very beautiful little girl. Yeah. But, like, but yeah, she does have. Wow. I know. Stuff like that. I know. It's crazy. One of them had to wear one of those helmets because their, like, the head was head shaped. head was misshaped. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them are, like, underweight and some of them are, like, eating for two and, like. Wow. <laughs> Some of them won't stop screaming and crying, and then others of them are, like, perfectly fine to lay by themselves and never had to be sleep-trained. And Oh, wow. It's a large variety of types of people. Yeah, so anyway, so enough about that. <laughs> How, you can just edit this part out. So, <laughs> so then you, Andrea came to pick you up. Andrea and- came to pick me up from the airport. We had dinner around the corner at this place called Vaughn. I want to say Volare because it's like the song Volare. Oh, yeah. So it was like right around. And then it's kind of cool to eat at a place like that in Chicago because I'm feeling like Al Capone now. <laughs> eating in an Italian restaurant. I'm like, I'm in. I was like, hey, bring me that shit. Because <laughs> that's how gangsters talk. Bring me that shit. Right. That's what. Now yeah. I'm Frank Sinatra in Chicago. <laughs> So, yeah, so we ate at this beautiful place, and then she dropped me off back here, and then um, then didn't we go to dinner Tuesday? Did I see you? No. You did. You, you, you were coming in. Yes. You were coming in. I rested for a couple hours um, and watched Elsie's van. <laughs> drive in. Drive in to, to Chicago. To find my friend. Yeah, yeah, because this is why she App. was stalking me, but I wasn't stalking her because I was with Andrea. Right. And then um, I went to dinner with Natalie and Liz Covart, Kathy Kelly. 
Was Lindsay there? Mignon Fogarty and her partner, Kathy, I want to say Doyle. S- Doyle. I always want to say Simpson. That's somebody I went to high school with, <laughs> Kathy Simpson. Kathy Doyle and who else? I think that was it. And so we had um, Chicago-style pizza, which I fully expected to hate. Have you ever had it? Why would you want to? Why would you fully expect to hate the pizza? When you see a picture of deep dish pizza, right. and it's not Pizza Hut, it looks like mush. Kind of. There's like a. La- it's like an inch thick layer of tomato sauce on top of. I did see the pictures. But of why our would food? you hate that? I just thought it would be like a mouthful of mush. Okay. And I'm not into that. Just in general, I don't eat mush. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that texture uh, for okay. any reason. All right. So, uh, but it was actually oddly firm the pizza, because what happens is they <laughs> I can't look at you when I'm saying things. <laughs> I can't. I can't. We could never do like a TV show with each other. I mean, if only we weren't staring at each other. <laughs> right now, it looks like we're playing password. <laughs> the password is. <laughs> Who would okay. watch this TV show? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, oddly firm. It's yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> she looked me dead in the eyes when she said that. <laughs> I can't breathe. Yes, okay. the uh- pizza was oddly firm, and I think it's because... They do a couple different layers of the crust. <laughs> it's very th- – it's like a pizza lasagna kind of. Okay. It's like – I'm trying to get back on track. I know, I'm crying. Too. I can't even Holy see. Holy crap. I have to be autistic now and look slightly <laughs> past Elsie so that I can't stop laughing. I can stop laughing. I'm actually getting warm now. I'm going to have to take <sighs> off my sweater. That's because I turned up, turn up the heat. Oh, that's well, right. that's all right. Okay. So <clears throat> layers of – so yeah, crust. so it's like crust and then cheese and then vegetables and then crust and then cheese and pepperoni and then crust and then oh, cheese and then vegetables. I get it. Okay. So, but the, right. yeah, so that's why I was oddly firm because it's like a pizza lasagna. Pizza lasagna. But all housed within like a pie crust with the top being like almost like an apple pie, you know, like an apple pie, only it's tomato sauce, but it's chunky. Okay, so where's the is the cheese? Do you see cheese on top of it? No. Oh, the cheese is embedded it's imbe- in the in the, yeah. in the inside. So, uh, can you pick it up and like have a slice of pizza, or is this a pizza that you? I mean, have if you to- don't mind having it in your lap, yes. But oh, for the most part, like a- you eat it with a fork, kind of. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Interesting. I thought, yeah, it was something you would pick up, and cheese would get everywhere, and sauce would get everywhere, right. and it would be like a stromboli with no lid. That's kind of what I was expecting okay. it to be, and right, it wasn't right. like that. It was like housed in the- in like a container of itself. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, good. So you enjoy- <laughs> Now you know what Chicago pizza is like. If you ever want to eat it, I've described it for you. Yes, you have. So we can now just sell Yeah, yeah, you should be part of, you know, the now the I'm going to start writing for Chicago <laughs> monthly and talk about the pizza. <laughs> All right, so you ate deep dish pizza, and then you came and home. And it didn't kill me. And it didn't kill and then you. we came back, and then the next day, we had clients. No, dude, we, we met the night, on Tuesday night. That's right. Oh, then I met the family. That's right. So we had, like, a pretty decent trip on the way here, because we drove to Chicago, and everything was great. We met a friend on the way in, in India. Was it Indiana? I, oh, I get these. I have to look good. at the map. No, I got to. Idaho? 
No, it wasn't Idaho. Because you have to get through it. Was it Indiana? Yes. Whatever the state is, like right before Chicago, because I've never been this way. I think it is Indiana. It's like, and so it was really, it literally is 40 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So we, we hung out at Whole Foods. We have seen Whole Foods is like, <laughs> is where that's we like go. your base. That's like your home base. Yeah. It's like whenever we touch base, Whole Foods, Whole Foods. That's right. So we went to Whole Foods. We met a friend. The girls got to play with another little friend from... It was Randy's friend who had a little four-year-old, five-year-old, and so oh, they right all played them. outside, mm-hmm. and they were having a great time. We just, just ate there and then came here, and I think the whole trip was fantastic except when we had to park here. was in, It was crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, describing the front, you would imagine you can drive up to the front of a hotel, and when you drive up, you unload your crap. Right. Right. Um, like a thing that you roll. To yeah. The thing, and then, right. then that's what you do. You, you, you go up, you, you either unload right there or you go park mm-hmm. and then you unload there. Mm-hmm. But here you can't do that. It's like you drive up and there's a line full of taxis. Oh yeah. There's a taxi line. Right. Right. And oh, then, there's wait, there's a taxi line of taxis and then there's a line of people wanting to get into the taxi. Yes. Right in front of the hotel. Right in front of the hotel. So, and yeah, then, it's and like then Vegas. There, and then there's no space between the line of taxis and there's some parking and then there's no place to go. So – and then if you just go like five feet, you're in the next building. That's right. So we were like, how do you get out? Because we had a kidnapper van. It's like a huge – Well, not <laughs> everyone does drive a kidnapper van to a hotel. Correct. So Correct. This is, an, this is a unique problem to the Mayan Escobars. <laughs> Mian. Mian. I'm sorry. Mayan. It's okay. Mayan. I've said Mayan all weekend it's okay. and you have not corrected Mian. me. Mian. I just – I thought you were Being I thought funny? you were making fun of us, which is No. Okay. How would I know? I've only read it. It's Mian. Mian. I'm okay. sorry, Randy. <laughs> It's okay. Mian. All right. So anyway. Wait, that's Asia. That sounds Asian. Yeah. I have to tell you this. Well, maybe he can tell you the story. It's a constellation. Somebody look it up. <gasps> he, he made it up, right? Yeah, he made it up. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. It's, real, it's a great story. But anyway, Mian, so we were driving through the thing. We didn't know where we were going. We couldn't even park. Randy's going like, where are we supposed to get out? Oh, but before we couldn't even get to the hotel because the whack, Wacker. I think yeah, that's Wacker. A, Wacker has, Such a stupid name Isn't that for a the street. Wacker Street? Yeah, Wacker, Wacker Avenue or something. That's what we're Wacker. on, you guys. Anyway, Wacker. Wacker. So anyway, there's two Wackers. There's a top Wacker and a bottom Wacker. I know both of them. <laughs> <laughs> so we first went under. So oh, in the map, like you yeah. see like on Google Maps, the hotel's right there, right? So you're driving, you're like, there's no hotel. We're underground. Like, how do we get up? Mm-hmm. So then we had to go around and that was like frustrating because we couldn't figure out how the heck to get to the top. And then when we drove there, we couldn't figure out how to get unloaded or who right. was going to help. Nobody's looking at us. Nobody's saying like, hey, kidnapper van people, are you coming to the region? No, why would they do that? <laughs> so we How often to- does that even happen? <laughs> I know. So I had to get off on the opposite tower, the West Tower, which is where we actually ended up staying. Mm-hmm. And there was a gentleman there who was very kind, and he actually walked me to the boss of everybody downstairs, the boss of the parking people, yeah. I guess. or parking the- attendants? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, okay. All the way at the bottom. Oh, my God. Wh- who I recorded. Over here. Uh-huh. You're in the West Tower. You can directly above us. Right. So from there, you're going to go straight down the Stetson on the first stop sign, now on the upper level. You're going to take the left. The stop sign, and you see, you're gonna be right by this ramp to come down here this way. Okay. All right. Does it make any sense? It doesn't, but um. So from where you are right now, uh-huh. you're just gonna go to the first stop sign on their upper street. Okay. You're gonna make a left. Okay. All right. 
and as you're going to the next stop sign this way you're gonna see look to your left you're gonna see a ramp coming down the ramp coming down is gonna come right down here on this stop sign okay you see that's where you're gonna end up there's a ramp going up and down yeah, that's yeah. how you get yeah. to this level when you come down here you're gonna make a left coming this way on this light you're gonna make a right and the first on light on Wacker Road you make a right you uh -huh. make a right yeah lower Wacker it's a yeah, lower, lower Wacker Columbus first light you're gonna make a left when you cross the bridge about four lights down you're gonna cross the bridge you're gonna see a little downhill right you're gonna pass Illinois Street and before Ontario on the left hand side you're gonna see an open lot there's the entrance of, of the Columbus all right, it's open lot, so there's no restrictions on height. Okay. And I'm pretty sure you could park it there. Okay. There's actually two of them. There's one, there's two lots, kind of right across each other from, from each other, yeah. All right, so... And I think that would be your best bet, yeah. And then from there, you could just kind of walk up. It's like, it's not even, it's four lights. It's not actual four blocks. It's not that far, you know what I mean? Okay, so... <laughs> You can understand that guy. I don't know. I couldn't understand that guy. So I started to record him talking because I couldn't understand that guy. Like, I was just like... I what? totally understood him. When Elsie played that back to me, I was like, yeah, I know exactly what he said. I had no idea what he was saying. How, is the Russian accent not... Well, because he was going, go to the top, go to the left, and then go upstairs, go and the then do ramp, it. Uh, ramp, Yeah, I mean, is there like an animal in the closet? No, that's actually the next room. <gasps> oh, and they get very angry when I speak loudly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so fuckers. So then, after that, we went to um, we went uh, <clears throat> uh oh well, we finally f talked to the dude who sent a message to the people in front of the hotel, mm -hmm. and he said like they're gonna make some space for the kidnapper van, and so they did. That, that was, was sweet. very sweet. Go to the ramp. Yes, and then we finally got settled, and we found out a way. Uh, one of the guys that was helping us up there, one of the valets, basically was so kind. He was like, you guys, take your time. Go check in. Just park your van, like literally mm -hmm. right in front of the hotel. Don't worry about it. Come back and figure it out. So we had to figure out where we're going to leave the kidnapper van because I believe it's like $68 a night to park. That's not right. Yeah. 18 I think it's 68 dude. It's $68 a night to park overnight here at the hotel just like if you're a guest yes no if you have a car at 68 dollars a night to stay no yes who would do that who would pay that on top of the hotel fee? exactly so i was like oh my god what are we gonna do because first and randy is like let's do it one night and then go find parking and he couldn't figure out how to get to a parking place there's plenty of parking here but the thing is you either have to park the whole day like mm -hmm. there's no in and out privileges which is what he wanted he wanted to be able to go in get the van leave come back again you know like you would like at a regular like, like right? you know like people do like people do but you can't <laughs> yeah. do that here you have to either like park it there for the whole time and that's it that's mm -hmm. what you do if not if you come back you have to pay again so we were like oh well, we're gonna do that but the dude 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 totally helped us out he basically said this is where the employees park you don't get ticketed it's free. Mm -hmm. You just have, this is when the transitions happen between the workers, when the shifts end. Mm -hmm. So keep an eye out at this time. So we basically parked for free and Randy gave him a $20 tip for that. And this whole time that we've been up here 
And last night was the only time that he left. He actually left for the day, and then he came back, and he couldn't find a parking space. Mm-hmm. But when he did finally come back last night, after the second time, so he played for two hours parking is $13. So we had to do that twice. So for four hours, he didn't have parking. So it was like, you know, 26 bucks. Mm-hmm. But then finally, he went out, and we were literally in front of the hotel. But why does that have to happen, like, the day before you leave? What do you mean? All this time you had all this parking strife and then the night before you're not going to be here anymore, you finally find free fucking parking. No, we had free parking the whole time. No, but in front of the hotel and it's not – Oh, no, it was really downstairs. The whole time that we were really close, it was so easy to find it because we were parked where the employees oh, right. parked. Okay. So that's good. Yeah. No, it's just that this one's even better. The, yeah, that's what I mean. I, that's kind of what I meant. It's just like it's just so much better than – all the bullshit you went through to get the one thing that you had, then it's like, hello, right in front of the hotel. Here you yeah. go. And it just landed. Yeah, he just found it. So it's like right there. We can see it from our window. We can see our kidnapper. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> yes. Elsie sent me a picture <laughs> that she drew on of her parking space. Snapchat she was so people, excited. Snapchat people. So that ended up being pretty good. So we ended up spending, what was that? 26, 46 bucks yeah, for parking right. for four, not, for four days. I mean, four days. Yeah, for four days in Chicago. What's funny is that at dinner, <clears throat> I was like, are you here? She's like, yay, we're coming into town. Yep, still trying to park. Yep, still haven't parked the van. <laughs> Randy's getting mad. I think Randy's not coming back here. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny. Just the whole succession of being excited that Elsie was here and then it was like slowly diminishing because she couldn't find a fucking parking space. It's crazy. So anyway, then you came over and you showered us with gifts. Yes. Well, not you, but them. You are my gift. Oh, (laughs) so nice. No, I was just trying to buy their affection. I'm not sure. You did. Did I? Yes, you did. I don't think the girls were that impressed with me, but I think yeah. I bought Randy's affection, and that's what matters. Yeah, that's right. And then, no, what do you mean? Yesterday, Hunter had a great conversation with you last night. I do always have good conversations with Hunter. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunter she, will talk to me yes. and doesn't seem afraid. No, she's, like, <clears throat> totally open, and she was very articulate sharing her things yes, with you. Yes, her day. Her and, day. Yes, and she showed me, and she told me what went in her ice cream. Yeah. And then she told me what went in May May's ice cream, because <laughs> I asked. I didn't ask about the – yeah, I mean, I could probably sit and talk to Hunter for a long time. Yeah, she's very articulate and she – yeah, she was engaged. And May May's still four. She doesn't even talk. And then all of a sudden she turns into a dog. That, I thought she was meowing. Well, she, it's a dog. She 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 Wow. Oh, oh, oh. Does she do that a lot? All the time. I don't Does remember – drive you crazy? A, a little bit because she turns into a dog. It's like her – I don't know. It's how she protects herself and then so oh. – when was it? We were, I don't remember where, oh, they came down to visit us at the booth. Oh. And it was great. Everybody was doing awesome. And then all of a sudden I see, finally, you know, because they came to a point where like they were done. The girls were done. It's time to take them away. Mm-hmm. Um, and Randy was talking with, to Dave Van Sueto from Boss Jock Studio. And um, Hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. So, that, you know, Randy was talking to Dave and all of a sudden I look. And May May is on her back with her little paws in quotes up going. <laughs> and she was like, you know how dogs like their bellies to be rubbed? And I'm like, uh, Randy, I think it's time for you guys to go because she has turned into a dog. Um, May May's playing dead <laughs> on the floor at the Libsyn booth. She is. <laughs> That's not sure. awkward at all. No, it's not. I was like, oh, that's my girl. Mm-hmm. Get up off the ground for yeah, God's sake. Yeah, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. So And just then Kevin Smith walked by. 
Can you imagine? Well, yeah, but th- actually, I think he would have gotten a kick out of that. Probably. You know? Wait, there's a four-year-old at the podcast movement convent- like def- playing dog or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he probably would have. Yeah. I think you're right. So, but we've had a good time, right? I have. We were ta- So last night we went out with Mignon, mm-hmm. Fogarty, mm-hmm. Matt Grammer Girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Just us. That was great. Just us and Mignon. That was like so famous of us. I know. Okay, but and she even wanted to have dinner with us. Like I didn't have to coerce her or <laughs> kidnap her or anything. Or pay her. Or pay her. Or buy her dinner. No, I didn't buy her dinner. I didn't even buy her ice cream after. Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> we we but you had a great question. You're like, so what were the highlights of podcast movement? Because I think that that's going to be a really great way. Yeah, to your favorite like- highlight. Your fa- well, actually, what I wanted to know is her favorite not like surprising moment, kind of like. Is that what you? asked no i said what was your favorite non-session highlight i think oh i see right because i didn't want to hear like this talk was so but yeah she did talk about one of the sessions no her favorite non-session highlight was accepting the academy award yeah the academy award yeah the academy award for education that which she didn't feel she was gonna buy i mean win right because she was already being inducted in the podcasting hall of fame right so that was cool because that was that Mm -hmm. but she didn't know no, so, she had no idea she was going to win that. Yeah. It was a total surprise. And she thought, what was the other show she thought would win? I forgot the name of what the show said. And we're like both looking around like, where are our phones? <laughs> where are the phones? So anyway, she, she thought somebody else was going to win. Um, but that was her surprising highlight. And she mentioned some of the speakers and whatnot, some of the keynotes and stuff like that. But whatever. See, this is why I had you sit right there so that you can lean back and kind of chill. Your, let your back rest because i'm like the the constant like sitting straight up kind of girl you're like the giving tree (laughs) (laughs) um so what about you what was your favorite highlight or if i can say i forgot what it was oh my favorite moment was being told that a person i'm dying to roast said that i could roast them and said that I could – that if I wasn't first in line to roast that person, that they would be very disappointed. Okay. Well, let's keep it like that because that's like super fun and we don't have to talk about it. I mean fully. I mean Just it's going to say that people- whoever you think I'd be the funniest roasting, this person has agreed to be roasted and I'm that's very fabulous. excited. And that's really exciting. Yeah. So that was like the funnest thing ever. I'm just trying to see if we I was just very flattered because I'm happy that this person has a good sense of humor about themselves, but then also that like they recognize that I have a good sense of humor about that person. (laughs) You have said some incredibly funny things. Yeah. I have to say. And it's nice to be recognized for my skills. Good. Yes. And you were like, you were coming up with so many jokes just from there. I was like, this is going to, you could, you could do a keynote. I told them a few of them and they thought it was hilarious. Yeah. So that was fun. Anything. Well, you get, what about something else? Well, you were doing sessions up here. Or I was going to say sessions every, time. every time I was working with a client up here in this room was a highlight, I think. Yeah. It was fun to do it with you. We did that twice, right? Yes, we did twice. We did that twice. and then Together. We did it actually three times, but the third time was separate. We had three clients together, yeah. right, yes. but the third session was separate, right? Yes. And that was kind of fun to teach with you, I guess, and consult with you because we don't do – we can't do that at home because no. it would be an awkward Skype conversation, I think. It would be like this, what's happening right <laughs> yes, now. Yes, exactly. But with like a third person. Yeah. But in person, it was great. And then I came here with three clients 
And then the first day I was here, someone was like, I need to work with you and here's money and we'll do it tomorrow. And then that happened again. And then I think it happened again. So I ended up getting three more clients awesome. while I was here. Super. In fact, Jody Flynn, mm-hmm. thank you very much for this, Jody, was rooming with Jen Hemphill. Mm-hmm. And she had a session with me that she had prepaid for. And she was like, we did the session like the first day. And then she went back to her room and told Jen about it. And then Jen found me and signed up. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And I feel like, you know, and actually I'm very excited to work with both of them. I was so excited to work with all of them. Every single person I worked with has the coolest. It's like every show is like the coolest show. And as you know, I don't even listen to podcasts. I know. That's how I felt with the people that like I've been working with as well, where it's like, oh my God, I love your show so much. Why aren't people? It makes me nuts because I, what I want is to be able to provide them the platform so that people can hear them. Like I want to feature them. I want to show them. I want to show them off. I want to be like, this is so-and-so. This is an incredible podcast. They have an, uh, so much to offer the world. Well, you need to listen mm-hmm. like now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's been so, amazing. It's like for me using our influence to highlight and really put like, I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot of people that really need to be heard. Yeah. And why aren't people list Like I, and I feel I like every single issue. person that signs up with us, I'm continually asking, why aren't you famous yet? Yes. What's happening? What's happening with you that you're not famous yet? I feel like it every time. Exactly. And I think, you know what, this brings out like a really key thing that I feel is missing from the podcasting space or there's something around there that isn't quite aligning as of yet. And it is that discovery thing. It is that coverage because you you keep hearing about, again, I'm sorry to bring this up because we're not going to really talk about this too much, but the whole procasting thing, because they are getting all, everybody is doing, everybody's still like, this is a, all, these are all the shows that Gimlet Media is producing. These are all the shows that are WNYC bound. This is all the shows. And so it just becomes, that's the only thing you hear in mainstream media. There is really nobody that's highlighting little people. In fact, I hope that somebody comes in. I don't even know if they're from the paper or whatever. I don't know if you saw on the She Podcast brunch that we're having. Somebody posted, hey, I'm not a podcaster, but I write articles about podcasters. Am I welcome? I'm like, yeah. Because I'm just thinking like, just cover people that you, you, yeah, just cover us. Have you tweeted about this brunch today even? Because I have not. No, I haven't. I feel like, I don't know. Should we tell them? Should we tell the people? Should we tweet right now? Yeah, go ahead. No, Where's my phone? I don't know. So, well, don't but know. but anyway, uh, we we were working with clients and whatnot, and or she was working with clients. I was at the yeah. Lipson booth the whole time. I'm yeah. almost done with this stuff. But. Okay, so that was my highlight was um, working with the clients. And yeah, I, I will say this about the media. It's unfortunate, but like, okay, imagine if like Diane von Furstenberg was hanging out with like Mr. Dooney and Mrs. Burke, and they are hanging out with Donatella Versace. And, and they're all hanging out together and they decide to create, you know, obviously they've all created their fashion lines and they're friends with fashion writers and fashion bloggers. And then some of those fashion writers and bloggers have actually worked for Versace, Dooney and Burke, Diane von Furstenberg, Kate Spade, etc. That's kind of what's happening in the podcasting world where it's like, yeah, WNYC, Washington Post, New York Times. Alan, Alan Ginsberg? No. Alex <laughs> Bloomberg. Blumberg. Bloomberg. <laughs> Alan Ginsberg. That's a little different. Yeah, that's very different. It's dude. early. Totally. I don't think I'm a morning person anymore. All those people have worked for media. 
There are people that work for media that used to work for Gimlet and Slate and all these other places. So they're very closely intertwined. It's almost as if saying like, how come no one at Kate Spade is mentioning like mod cloth? Or do you know that website? Yes, I do. It's, yeah. it's an amazing. It's an amazing yeah. vintage site. It's got beautiful pinup style and vintagey like secretary chic type dresses. Like they're the best. But you're not going to see anybody who's covering Kate Spade stuff covering mod cloth. And it's that feels like what we ex- to me. And I mean, I I know that every time this comes up, I have to keep mentally separating the two for everyone so that. Because I feel like the expectations are that she podcasts and School of Podcasting and the audacity to podcast is somehow going to be mentioned in the same veil as like serial criminal lore. That's never going to happen because those people have all been in broadcasting and media and journalism all this time. And of course, journalists are going to write about other journalists, even if the those journalists have now turned into podcasters. Right. It's, it's also of, journalism. It is. And you, and you know what's really interesting is now now that you... That's so great, the way that you brought that. Maybe we should start to... like, And now it all makes sense. So it's sort that's of like... That's the thing I was trying to express to you about Work It and why I left. It's like they're all journalists, just in different... Right. Channels. And if you want to work for the designers, if you want to work for, you know, hot couture. Right. Then, dude, you have to attend Fashion Week. But there's like a lot of people. And then maybe you as an indie designer want to attend Fashion Week too to get a few little ideas here and there. I don't even think just that else. You have to intern for Diane von Furstenberg before you can become Donatella Versace. That's a terrible example. Right. But do you know what I'm saying? Like you have to actually work at those places in order to become your own line. You right. can't just design your own line in your basement and then be like, why isn't anyone calling me the next Versace? Right. So then, and so we don't have a voice right now, like, or, or even the Etsy stores, you know, how there's like. Exactly. That's right. Cause nobody's covering Etsy. Why would they? Exactly. Because it's Etsy. We're not it's, in Milan in New uh, York. Who gives a shit about Etsy? Right. We do because we know that shit is awesome. Yeah. And then we are Etsy. But kind we of. We are the Etsy we- of podcasting. <laughs> I'm slightly horrified, but also thrilled. <laughs> you know what I bought on Etsy? Yeah. Actually, my good friend makes these. Uh-huh. Um, it's like a little box that you can get, like um, like a gift box. <laughs> yes. You open it up, and it's a 3D diorama full of glitter that says fuck in like a hundred <laughs> different fonts. Okay. And so you can give it to someone or take it back because you give a fuck. Oh my God, that's amazing. Here's all the fucks. In fact, you can gift it to someone and say, here's all the fucks I give about you. (gasps) That is brilliant. I will put the link in the show notes. You will put the link. Because this is my friend Kelly Brown, who I actually did a storytelling show with, and she's fucking brilliant and hilarious. Um, but that's not going to be covered in Fashion Week as a new accessory or right. the gift guide on Oprah Magazine. Exactly. No one mm. will put their box of fucks in Oprah Magazine. <laughs> and it doesn't make it less that's fantastic right. That's right. at all. Oh my God, that's right. So I feel we, like I just gave you a revelation. Elsie. We are. We have a. Re- we are. We're, the we Etsy. could hug if we could reach each other. We would. <laughs> Here You're now we're now. dancing like seventh grade, <laughs> like seventh graders. That's as far as we can reach. <laughs> And the microphone. This is such a weird recording experience. I, I will never forget this as long as I live. And yes. So. We will sign up for a booth next year. We will. So he doesn't have to deal with this weirdness. What? Okay. Okay. So. That was booth. amazing. So wait. So now you've heard about 
wait, have you heard about my highlight experience? And you were at the booth the whole time, so I yes. want to. I just spit on your mic. Oh it's shit! Right. I'm sorry. It's okay. I want to hear. <laughs> she goes, "You guys, you missed the best thing just now." She goes, "It's okay. That's all right." And then she looked at the mic like I dropped it in the toilet. It was like a minuscule drop of spit, and she just scowled at it as if it barked at her. I don't totally have any purpose. diseases. I don't even have the flu. I may not put onions in my socks every day, Elsie, but my tiny drop of spit is not going to contaminate your kidnapper van or anybody in it. All There's right? There's nothing you can add. She can't even look at me now. To our kidnapper van. That, that could make it worse? No, yes. Exactly. It's like we have probably – Is there still cat litter in there? I just need to know. Okay, no, we don't have cat – we actually use shaving. You use cat litter no, we to go use- to the bathroom in the van? <laughs> No, please say no. That was a joke. No, we don't use cat litter. You can we train travel, little girls we travel. To, to do cat litter so you don't have to stop. <laughs> We're not traveling with the cats this time, okay, so there good, is good, no cat good. litter. But we, there is never cat litter. It's um, shaved. It's shavings, like wood wood chips. Oh, okay. That's like cedar? See, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Randy okay, goes and it. picks that up. Mm-hmm. In the, so it's kind of. It smells nice because it smells like it doesn't smell like, like death is it's, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. smell like whatever cat, cat litter, clay. Yeah, yeah, the clay shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so no, the question is the highlights from the booth because first of all, I don't want to say you hate the booth in case Libson is listening. Rob Wall, I don't hate the booth, and I don't think you do, and you don't look miserable. This time you did not look miserable at the booth last year. There was a lot going on last. year. I had to talk so much more last year. At the last booth. year, you know what I think the difference was. Dave Jackson is the difference because oh, yeah, he's there as well. He was there as well. And you could breathe for a minute. Whereas last year I couldn't even text you and have you answer this time. Yeah, there was a lot of, you had a minute to answer your phone. You had someone else to change people to. If Rob was speaking mm-hmm. and it was you and crystal and crystal was talking, you were stuck trying to answer or even dissipate someone's enthusiasm this time you could be like dave jackson will help you well yeah well he was there yeah it was great it to probably be made a have, big difference to have yeah. just one more person at that booth mm-hmm. and it seemed visibly to that but like were there any like special moments that happened in your libsyn booth in the libsyn booth i don't think so not specifically there just meeting all the podcasters i mean it's always nice to put a face to a name who is your favorite oh my god i can't do it. I have to look at pictures. I mean, I have to because we do That's take ridiculous. pictures out of all. Did I, you get I, to meet Nick Qua? No, I did not. Fuck. That's not somebody that I am like. Hey, I want to. That doesn't matter. Meet. It's still fun to meet him. You read his newsletter. It would be nice I to do. say thanks for writing that fucking newsletter. You don't have to like. Right. On. You're did right. You get to even. I did not even lay eyes on Cliff Ravenscraft. I saw I did. his he whole family. He actually came. He came in front of the booth and he was like, "Elsie's Gabar." That's nice. Was he wearing a plaid shirt? That's usually how I used no, to. No, he was wearing just like a plain color. I think it was a maroon, very nice maroon shirt. See, here's the problem. It's not a problem because I'm extremely excited. Cliff Ravenscraft is probably in the best shape he's ever been in his life. Right. However, the way I used to find him at things before oh. was to see a button-down plaid shirt walk by. Uh. And now that he's skinnier, he probably doesn't want to wear the button-down plaid shirt. Although no, he doesn't. It was kind he of his – nice. He looks It wasn't nice. even like heavy versus thin style. It's just like that was his style and I sort of this time expected it to be his style. And so I looked for the plaid shirt 
And now that you're saying, oh, he just wore like a maroon, like he probably has a different style because he's wearing yeah, different he's clothes. Just like, yeah, it looks, he looked very well. Obviously, he looked really great. He, he looked great. Yeah, he looks great. So I think that it was more of a personal thing. Like one of my best friends lives in LA, right? Like somebody that's been like just one of my best friends. Like I just have a really like love for her and I haven't seen her in a long time. And, you know, and, and it's weird. Like she introduced me to one of her best friend's husband. And I met him, and then I've actually talked to Rob Dion is his name. I've talked to Rob Dion and is on the phone for a long time. I've advised him about podcasting because she kind of like cooked us up because I, I was the one that talked to about podcasting. I got him to come to Podcast Movement last year. That's when we met. It was great. And this time he brought his wife, and his wife is my best friend's best friend. So then it was like... I mean, because she lives in L.A., and so they really talk to each other really closely. Whose wife is your best friend? Rob, who is... Walsh? No, Rob Dion is his name. And so... Did Did you get lost? You totally did, dude. Yeah. So I have a best friend in L.A. (laughs) Dude, I have a best friend. My my best friend, Michelle, lives in L.A. That would have been helpful. Okay. Okay, yeah, Michelle. And so Michelle hooked me up with her best... From L.A., her best friend's husband... Rob has a pot. Rob Dion. Dion has a podcast. He that needed part some. I missed yeah, too. he has. He needed I'm some advice. Right at you. I know. Mm-hmm. He needed some advice, so I kind of coached him through a lot of different things. Gave him some strategy help. Moved oh, him. He was here, and you got well, to la- see him. Well, I invited last him year. last year. Yes. Oh my god. Last year, I got him. To I go do to even remember you movement. saying that. Okay. And so we met for the first time last year, and it was great because it was awesome. I've been talking right. to him on the phone, all this stuff. This year, he brought his wife. And so his wife yes. is the best friend of, for my, Michelle. of Michelle. Okay, I got it. So we then, so just having her there was really meaningful to me because it was a step closer to being oh. with Michelle. And so Yay. we have her in common and just knowing she was there was really meaningful to That's me. Really nice. So I was happy. That was like really great for me. I, I just really enjoyed how our worlds got so much smaller. Mm-hmm. And I just, and, and when we were lived in LA, they were already friends. Like we were all friends with Michelle, but we never got an opportunity to even meet when I was in LA because we never, we just never went to the right party or the, when the gathering or we were not there. To, and so that was great. And so that was actually a big highlight for me to be able to do that. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And uh, actually, you know, talking to people was really nice. Out of, I went out of my way today, this time, to interview a couple of people. You're doing it now today as well. Uh, what am I doing? Oh, you yes, said, I am doing Of course. You said I went out of my way today, and I was like, it's only 9 o'clock. No. How have you done that already? No, this time. Amazing. <laughs> Elsie is such a hard worker. My God. But I talked to people. You know, that was nice. That I, I mean, I, I interviewed the Patreon girl that was there for a little bit. Um, I interviewed somebody that came to the booth. I interviewed Wayne Henderson, who is one of my favorite podcasters, just for fun and to use the work and just kind of like get the mic in somebody else's face. And that was just really fun to be able to to have the space to do that. And I haven't been able to do that again because there was always somebody talking to me at the booth. Mm-hmm. So at this time, I did have a chance to go like, okay, now what? Oh, let's go look around the show floor. You know. Thank you, Dave Jackson, for making this experience so much better for Elsie. She did not have to go back to her room naked and just shove chocolate in her face. <laughs> no, and, and it's I couldn't because have done of that. you. I couldn't have done that because there were people in there. Girl, well, that girls, made the experience yeah. different too. Let me ask you this. Now I'm going to interview you for real. Okay, oh, right. so let me ask you this: like, this is the first because this is only the third podcast movement. Right. You've been to all of them with me. Yeah. This is the first time your family was there. Yes. 
if you had a choice, and I know you don't always have a choice, right. so I'm asking you if you do have a choice, bring them again, don't bring them again. It depends on where it is because I think this, next year's Anaheim. I know. I'm not sure that that. Well, it depends if we if, they, Disneyland, if they're going to go to Disneyland. Like that. that yeah, would, they that are. Would be like the thing where I was like, oh, well, I think that they're going to come because my family's. I'm going to fucking pay for them to go to yeah. Disneyland if you well, can. Well, my- we'll pay. <laughs> Listen, she podcasters, start funding the Patreon so Elsie's fucking kids can go to Disneyland yeah, next year. Right. And by the way, so mine can too because my kid will be three. Oh my gosh, we could totally two do and that. a half. Yeah, he'll start Scott there. and Randy will go and talk about knives and shit the whole yeah. time and flashlights, and then our little doodles will go and and, and play with fun. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So we can start a fund. Yes, we can. And start Nathan a fund. will watch them. And, they, and and yeah, and well, my family's there. My family lives in L.A. They live oh, in like. Oh, mommy right and there. poppy will watch them. Yeah, so they're is that what like, they, your kids call their parents? abuelitos. Los abuelitos. Oh, I'm an idiot. Sorry, abuelitos. I should have known that. Yes, abuelitos. So they're over there, so we can go. Well, yeah. So then, therefore, yes, they are coming. Like that's not even a no brainer. But I think if it was I would. like, if like, okay, what if it went back to Dallas? Yeah, I'm not sure because. It's Dallas. Dallas. And it's like, what are they going to do? Chicago is great. They did a lot of really great things. It was New York like, City. Possibly. But I'm not sure it's so Philadelphia. I don't know about Philadelphia. Yeah, the ch- Philadelphia, oh, I would do. I would do. Yeah, Philadelphia they would They have a harbor. They have the Children's Museum. There's like history. There's Jersey They'll Gardens. be older. Yeah. And so they'll there's have Jersey more. Gardens. There could yeah. be time for, for you teaching. You could totally. Washington, D.C. You would have to. Yeah. So there's like – it depends right? on the place. Yeah, absolutely. It depends on the place. You deny them the Smithsonian and the White House no! and stuff, No, right? of course not. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like if it, if they can do something. but And so here that was great because we were in downtown. I mean walking to like pretty different – it's just so much. Let's talk about that for a second because we didn't really talk about like Chicago itself, only the pizza. That's right. And so I just want to say this because like I don't remember how much we got into where we were in Dallas last year because I don't – the place that we stayed in Dallas and the Omni – was a beautiful the Omni ho- was great. It was a beautiful hotel, yeah. but it was not near any Dallas shit. Right. And so there was nothing to say specifically about Dallas because you could not get out of Dallas, like the hotel, and just walk around Dallas. Where we're staying in Chicago right now, first of all, I, I'm in a higher room, so you can look out the window and see the Chicago River. Is that the name of it? I don't know, dude. Yeah, I think it's the Chicago River. Um, all the buildings and the architecture is very beautiful. This part of the city is extremely clean. So, like, if you walk out of the hotel, you're like, wow, it's really nice. And I don't even think there's another city where that could – at least not that I've seen – where that, that could even happen. You can't – I mean, you there are parts of Philadelphia, like Rittenhouse Square, where if we stayed there and we walked out of the hotel – you like are look at Philadelphia and you go, wow. But there's no river running through the middle of the city. There's no – That makes it beautiful. I mean it's stunning. Chicago is like New York, but if you took New York and spread it out like a pizza dough, mm-hmm. you would have Chicago, right? Because it's not even just that the city is more widespread, but also there's more room to walk on the sidewalk because there's less people. The sidewalks feel bigger. The parks feel bigger. And that's actually what I like about Philadelphia is that when I go to a restaurant in Philly or if I'm at a park in Philly, I never feel squeezed. I always feel squeezed in New York. And I even kind of feel that a little bit in D.C. I don't feel that here. And not only that, but the buildings are all this, like, nice sand color. So it's, like, it's always seems sunny. Where, like, in, I don't know about New York, but in Philly, everything is gray and black. Mm-hmm. You know, and it feels more serious, I guess. Right. I don't know. I just feel like I've never been to Chicago before, and I don't know how many people didn't get to come that have never been to Chicago before. So I just wanted to say in this particular 
year, I was very grateful to be able to experience a little part of the city and still have it be part of the conference for me. Like I felt like the city was even part of the conference for me. And yeah. in other years it hadn't, it I hasn't been, there hasn't been a no. direct connection. Like at any time, you know, when we went to Dallas and we, or even before that on Fort Worth, when we went to that party, you know how there was that, like we all went on the, in a bus. We went in a you, bus. And you went to a party. Yes. And then you got on the bus and you came back. Now, th- I will say it. about that, it was kind of cool because it was like a country party. It was. And I felt comfortable wearing a cowboy hat. You did. You looked so cute. And I was cute. And you were pregnant. And I was, oh yeah, that was the first year. Yeah, that I was, was pregnant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so cute. So yeah, both times that they made a party and that I went to the party, that part was cool. And, and I, and I felt like it was one night of the city, whereas like, I didn't have to go to the parties this time to feel like Chicago was, was part, part of part podcast of movement for me. And it, it all empowered everybody to have a, a little bit of a, you know, you could go out and you could find something really cool or somewhere really nice to eat or hang out or get. And even, you know, the, the Lips and team actually went out to dinner one of the nights. And then when we... You're we, not going to say, you can't say with who? Um, not right now. Your I, vendor. I one of, one of our, one of our peeps that is a partner with us. And so we went and got together with their team. And when we first left, it was raining. Like it was really kind of overcast sprinkling. And so we took a cab. Was it cold or hot rain? I don't know. It was sprinkly rain, dude. I like to know that. Oh my God. Summer. I asked on It was sprinkly. Too. So then we went, we ate. It was delicious, delicious food. And then when we left, it was an amazing looking night. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just That's how it was last night too. So beautiful. It was warm. Well, I see. I love warm and muggy. Mignon like, and I had like a romantic date last <laughs> night. <laughs> I know. That's how it felt. With candies and stuff. Yeah, and so, exactly. You walking down the river walk. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. You walk so over beautiful. this bridge. You walk over the river to get to the shops. And the sh- there's a mall with a Nordstrom. There's a Mac store. We passed Dylan's Candy Bar, which is a famous candy place. Yeah, you were telling me about that. And we went to Coldstone, but there's no place to even sit in Coldstone. Nope. Am I too low? No place to sit in Coldstone. No place to eat in Coldstone. So we asked where we could eat, and they said, oh, Starbucks has outdoor seating. So we walked like four storefronts down. There was outdoor seating at Starbucks. Mignon and I sat in wicker chairs, had our ice cream, talked about like how we grew up and how we met our husbands and stuff. And it's like a warm night, but there's a breeze. There's no humidity like there is in Delaware. Oh. There's no fucking mosquito bites like there is in Delaware yeah. and North Carolina, right? Yeah. I know you guys are suffering. I know whenever I'm suffering in Delaware, you're suffering more in North Carolina because it's hotter, stickier, and buggier. Yeah. And so I know. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, wow. that part was great. No humidity. We actually even got a little lost by accident on the way back. You don't even mind because, again, the city is clean. The people aren't staring at you. There actually were a lot of homeless people, though. Mm. That made me kind of sad because I didn't see them on the way to where we were going. But it's like as it got darker, they seemed to come out more. Even they looked pretty clean, though, I have to say. They weren't like – they're not like New York homeless people. They were like – it was almost like people who just sat down and grabbed a sign. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah. All right. All right. I mean, do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. That's just weird, but it was like I could have been homeless. I was dressed like a homeless person. They were very well dressed here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so it was like it was like a ro- like they have like a romantic. I don't know. I'm kind of in love with Chicago. I think. Yeah, Chicago's awesome, and that's like we had a really great time. So yes, it was a a, a great experience to have it through. I don't know what the sessions were like because I didn't. I was attend. just gonna say. Uh, I was literally just gonna say. I can't tell you about one session. Yeah, and I really wanted to attend. And I only some. saw one keynote. You saw the keynotes, I saw, right? I didn't see all of them. I actually saw some of them, a little bit of a bunch. 
Um, I didn't sit down like I did. I remember last year I did sit down and mm-hmm. consume mm-hmm. some sessions that really struck me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this year I – I like the sessions that were very that some of some of the key, sorry keynotes yeah, were keynotes. inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they I were wasn't, all, they were sure. all very inspiring. But I didn't have them like hit me the way that last year the keynotes hit me, where I was like, oh, I was so fired up and so excited. By the that. only one I saw was Kevin Smith, and I was very fired up by him. Yeah, he was amazing, and I think part of it is that I I we were so busy at the booth. Mm-hmm. I really didn't feel like I could let – it was like a baby. It's like I had my baby I had to go take care of. That's how it felt. So I was like mm-hmm. kind of half present listening and going like, oh, I think I got the gist of this whole thing. I'm so glad I got to see it, but I have to go to the booth because mm-hmm. people were always there. Well, part of the problem I think for you this year that maybe was different last year is that when you're in a keynote, you could never really walk away because the way the hotel keynotes were set up, like the grand ballroom, just for you guys who weren't there, there's – two sets of doors to get into the ballroom and smack in the middle of those two doors was the Libsyn booth. So even when she would go inside to the ballroom, the Libsyn booth was right there. And if you were to um, go to the restroom and come back, it was right there. Whereas like in years past, you could walk away from the Libsyn booth and go back to the Libsyn booth and be someone different. But like in this point, it's almost like being in a circle with your shit in the middle. And everywhere she went, it was still right there. Yeah. Do you think that's part of what it was? Yeah, just, and I think, I mean, it was... You're strate- aware of it. Because it, it, was, it was right there. And it was strategic for that, too. And I was like... Oh, yeah, it was brilliant. It was like right outside the keynotes. It's like everybody would swarm out and there's Lipson, you know? So it was really great. So good for them, but not necessarily if you're working that booth. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but it was still... I mean, I, I enjoyed them. I just didn't get a chance to see any sessions. And another highlight was being able to record with the Business and Babies ladies. Oh, yes! That was so nice. We got to record. So we're in another Facebook group of all women who've had babies in the last couple of years. Natalie Ekdahl, Jessica Rhodes, Katie Kremitzos, Elsie and I are all in this group together. And Natalie booked time at the Buzzsprout Recording Studio. Um, we got to record at the Buzzsprout Recording Studio for about a half hour and talking about that group and what made it special. And, and that was real. that was a highlight for me too. Just to be able to record with like all those women who are, are like you know, some of my favorite ladies here and like to talk about something other than podcasting was kind of a treat. I thought I agree with you. I think that that's, that was a a highlight. Yeah. For us to be able to sort of like take over in that way, because everybody's brilliant and everybody is funny and everybody's sharp and intelligent. And like, so there's something really great about the chemistry that we all had or like the things that were like, and, and we know each other fairly well. So then we can read each other. So it was, I love, so the business and baby stuff, you guys are going to have to check out uh, Natalie Ekdahl's Biz Chicks podcast. That's going to be released as an episode for her and mm-hmm. also for Biz Women Rock. Mm-hmm. Katie Kremitzo's podcast, that's going to also be released there. So you guys, are, we're going to put a link, I'm sure. I'm not sure if there's going to be, it's going to be out by the time this goes out. I doubt it because, but still, we'll put a link in the show notes the next time, whenever that is. And I'm sure we'll be sharing it because it was really a highlight for us to, I think as women podcasters, it felt like really empowering to be able to take over the space in this way. And we had like, there's like, I think on the, in my, in Snapchat, I had like what was happening through the booth, like, because they had a window and there were, like, people literally, like, mm-hmm. stuck up against the wall messing with us and mm-hmm. doing things. It, it was really lovely. It was a really great time. It's funny because at home when someone says, you are the sum of the five closest people to you, and I look around at, like, my toddler, my crazy-ass oh. daughter, my ex-husband, my sister-in-law, my mother-in-law, my husband, and yeah. I mean, I'm just like, 
damn, I'm kind of fucked. Like, I love those people because yeah, I yeah. made those people yeah, yeah. and they're a part of me. But I'm also just like, what does that equal for me? But this, like, but being here and having, like, you're the sum of the five people you saw the most, like, that made me feel very special because it was those women, Liz Kovar, you, you guys are like my home base. Right. When I saw you, I was like, ah. Oh. And Natalie looks out for me. Like, I don't know if she does this for you. But once a day, I would get a text from Natalie, you got to go see this person. They're interested in sponsorship. This person wants to work with you. I have a client for you. Like she was constantly like, you need to meet Jason Cabassi or like, you know, she was like, she's somebody that if she's your friend, will find ways to move you forward without asking you asking, which is great. Yeah. yeah. In know. our session, our Q&A was pretty good, too. It's like, it was a really weird session. Oh, my God, I almost forgot we had a Q&A. We had a Q&A. It was so fun. And so so here's what I really loved about that setup. There was so almost, like, zero pressure. Like, we didn't, yeah. I didn't feel like we had, we didn't have any slides. Are you still okay with that? I'm totally okay very with good. that, which is really, that's. Oh, very guilty about no, that. No, because I was like, I kept thinking, I'm like, should we have a slide? It feels like, because there's a big screen there, there needs to be a slide. But I'm like, if it's a Q&A, like, what? Why? We didn't need it, I don't think. No. And so I think that it was really great because it was about something we can continue talking to about forever. And it was very low key. It really was just a conversation. I kind of really enjoyed that setup. I think the only thing that maybe I would have wanted, I don't even know what else I would have wanted. I, uh, I don't know. More people, as always, you know, like. We had a full, by the time we were done, it was. 45 minutes, 9.15 to 10. Within 15 minutes, our seats were full. Yeah, there was there were a lot of people sitting on those seats. That's because we're so fun. Because we're so funny. <laughs> we're so funny. So, yeah, and it, but it was great because then people people can kind of like, because you're sort of in the middle of the floor, like there's no walls. Which I also thought was smart yeah. and good. I almost was like, oh, we're just... At first, I was like, we don't even get our own room because we think we're... Right. But actually... I see the strategy in that now because Q&As are for people who are just walking by. Q&As right. are for people who are trying to learn. And at first when you and I were given a Q&A, I was like, oh, demoted from speaker. <laughs> oh, But we were speakers. But then I ran into Jared in Florida at PodFest and I was like, uh, well, before I even saw Jared, I, Dave Jackson, Daryl Darnell, all these other teachers got Q&As too. And I was like, oh, it's not a demotion. It's like a – experiment. Yeah. And it w- I think it went well because all the Q&As were in the middle of the floor. I never saw one that wasn't packed. And I think that was actually brilliant of yeah. them to offer that, that all the teachers got to stand in the middle of the fucking room and answer whatever questions people had as they walked by. And also th- th- there was a strategy behind that as well because we had communities we already. Oh, that's a good point. You know, we had we had people who follow us. We had people who are fans of us. And we have personalities. So I think that there's something about being able well, to take we do. Well, no, no <laughs> but we, no, okay. but you know, we have personalities. We yeah, can get up yeah, there. We can true. lead a, a, a room. There is a certain level of teaching that we are capable of doing as well. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of used to doing that kind of thing anyway. Like a lot of us do that for our, we do a lot of Q and a, in fact, we have a Q and a that's going to be tomorrow. God. So yeah, we because it's always it's nonstop. Um, but yeah, so that was really delicious. It was really it was awesome. It was. I loved doing it. We each had a handheld mic, and I made Elsie be like the Oprah, interviewing people from the audience. I was like leaping off the stage (laughs) to give the person the mic. No, it was really great. It was great. I like that setup, and and I was like wondering, I'm like, if somebody doesn't have like a co-host, how are they doing this? Because I'm like, they were yelling, probably. I yeah, I guess. No, you know what it was. 
There was a lavalier on the – you and I just happened to pick up the handhelds. And oh. one of them said, does one of you want the lavalier? And I'm like, nah, we're good. Not thinking about it because probably how it worked was the person on the stage had the lavalier and the putz who was running the thing for the us. Putz. You're not a putz. You're awesome. He's awesome. Uh, I forget his name. I shouldn't have called him a putz. I'm sorry. I just don't remember his name. But um, he was probably the one in the audience getting questions for other people. Right. You were doing that for us, for us. because I was stupid enough to be like, we both want to be stand-up comics. Right, because it's a fun mic. to hold it a mic. Is. I think it is. I like holding a mic. Me too. It makes me feel I don't like a lavalier. Special. Agree. I do not like a lavalier also. Yeah. But anyway, that was really great. I loved our thing. What else was fun? Let's say, wait, we, we have not said one negative thing. Um... Give me a minute. Oh, food. Okay. So I think that there needs to be food for yeah, podcast Yeah, third movement. year in a row. They don't do breakfast. There they don't need, offer there lunch. There needs to be snacks, like things like picky things, granolas, fruit, A Pop-Tart. Yeah. Like, or, you know. I don't even like, like Pop-Tarts, but it, I mean, <laughs> yeah. they're starving Like something, there. yeah, something bagel, like yeah, continental type mm-hmm. breakfast. Or, or say, yeah, something to be put out on the floor. Consistent drinks, mm-hmm. uh, because it, with the, I heard I heard all this stuff. I did not experience. Like I think that I would have eaten something other than chocolate as my lunch every day if there was something there that I could eat. Because I know people are like, "You want to go? Can I get you something?" But there's something about having to eat a sandwich or a salad when you're on a booth that is really not. Yeah. So if it was a, I, I could have stuck a, a few pieces of fruit in my mouth. I could have gotten a handful of granola and eaten that. Or a banana. Or a banana yeah. and like put that down or something or like that. Or yogurt. Yeah, something small that you can like easily eat, yeah, eat, eat, yeah. eat, put away. And that would have been really helpful. Um, and I know that the people, some people really uh, wanted that. At coffee and drinks and stuff to be consistent because it was there. But I, I heard that they ran out of coffee a lot and that kind of stuff. Mind you, this is like a subtle thing. This is uh, the third year huge. row where they, yeah, they have coffee and water, but that's it. And yeah. you, if anything else you have to get from, I guess, the hotel right. gift shop or whatever. And it's true. Most conferences, they do have like snacks or something like that. And I'm wondering why that consistently isn't showing up. Like if it's extra or do they just feel like they're in a hotel with enough eating options that they don't want to offer that. But I think where they're missing and Jared and Dan, you probably don't listen, but if you do, I think the opportunity you're missing there is not just for the attendees, but the more booths you have, the more people you have running those booths, the less time they can spend at those booths if they have to fucking figure out a meal. Like, yeah. put the Continental out, yeah, so people can pick at it, but let your booth runners eat because yeah. they don't get to eat, especially if they're the only one at their own booth. Like, Heather and Brian Osgood, like, their husband and wife, like, one of them would have to leave, then the other, like, they never, first of all, they probably never had a meal together until we went to dinner with them because they were probably, like, yeah. you'd stay here while I do that. And it's true, you know, whenever you don't have that food, what happens is, and you're sitting down and you're learning, your blood sugar starts to get a little wacky or you're just thinking about what next you're going to eat. Your your brain isn't functioning optimally and you're being asked to sit down and learn, which is not very good. So even and, – and even if there's like space in between sessions, like there was space between sessions. But it's like every time you went over – I don't know if you noticed this, but like I, I woke up really early, so I never had a problem. And so I went to get my coffee in the morning or my oatmeal in the morning. Everything was right there really fast and I got to sit. But if you went – like around 8, 9, 10, 11. Every time I walked back, there was like a gigantic line 
at that little marketplace. Every time. Actually, Every at one time. point, there were, people were having meetups in there. Yeah, and it was, but it was so it's always crowded, huge. So if you're gonna miss us, you end up missing a session because you have to go all the way up two flights of escalator, yeah. and then stand in line and get food, and then come down. And by that time, and you have to eat it, and or you're walking and shoving things in your mouth, and that's no fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, which it would be better to, to walk and shove things in your mouth in between sessions, like mm-hmm. downstairs. So I I totally understand that. I think that that was like I heard that people complaining about that. And again, I'm actually not complaining because, I mean, I would have liked to have not eaten chocolate, but it wasn't like that. Like, <laughs> Who could huge. complain about a chocolate lunch every day? I know. And so that was sucky. And I had my water, which was great. And I'm not a coffee drinker all day. Like, I don't like go, I Me need neither. to have coffee. I need to my have coffee at like 4 that. Five cups a day at Two, least. Two, three, like three in the afternoon. Like, no, I like coffee in the morning and I'm yeah, fairly, for the I most part, I'm done. I'm not like, and once in a while, if I'm really exhausted... I will go get, but I don't want to have a cup of coffee. I want to go get a fancy thing. Mocha. Yeah, mocha. something obnoxiously not regular. Because it's like a trait. Like, I want it to be like a special thing. I Me don't want to be like, I need coffee to wake up. It's more like the experience that I crave. So anyway, that was the only, about the only thing, I think, that that was like. A lot of the times when I was coaching and people would, it was funny because I, I negotiated a suite. So I have this room that we're sitting in is a double bed, but it's also two couches, a chair, a side table, a coffee table, a desk, a chair, a chaise lounge. Like this is a pretty big room. And I would always open the door like, entree, madame. Like, like it was my yeah. lair kind of. Every single person I was like, so how's the show going for you? And they were like, well, I went to a couple of sessions. <laughs> They weren't like that, like thrilled with the sessions. And I'm not sure if it's because when you've been podcasting for a little while, like, is it about the sessions or should it be about the people? Like, yeah, I think you have to question. be very choosy about which sessions you go to and only go to sessions where you know that person has something to offer you that A, you've never heard before, or B, that is in a, a realm that you have never heard any lessons about before because if you've been reading all about how to build a community and then you go to see Elsie and I talk about how to build a community, you're not going to hear anything new because we you've probably read it. We've said it before. And like Lex Friedman, I think this is a perfect example. Somebody went to go hear him talk about mid-roll and the future of advertising. And she was telling me that a lot of what he said, he kept saying, and I said this last year and we talked about this last year and I brought this up last year because he was basically asked to do the same session or they were asking questions that he answered last year. And so it's kind of like, why would you go see Lex twice in a row? You saw him say what he had to say about mid-roll last year. Go see someone else talk about like a non-mid-roll person like Ad Large or mm-hmm. I don't know, somebody else. But I think in general, the more advanced you are in podcasting, the less you need to go to sessions, right? Yeah, that there's that part. Yeah, that, that actually comes into play a lot. There's a lot. And it's interesting because I think the facilitation of that conversation is really important. People meeting each other, people. And I think that there were a lot of people that were new that wanted to start the podcast and whatnot. And then there's a lot of people that they don't know what they know. They don't know what they need. Like, they're just like, I don't even know where to go because there's all of this stuff. I actually wanted to go to the Gordon Firemarks uh, Law podcasting session. Now, there's something I don't know shit about. Yeah, that's actually what I I really kind of wanted to hear what he had to say because he does have a lot of specifics. We get a lot of questions about, like, the legalities of things. And I know, like, a little bit, but I have no expertise in that area at all, like, truly in the law. I'll just regurgitate what happened you know, when podcasting started, but I don't really know exactly what these things are. I don't. And so I kind of wanted to even meet him because we've been asked, you know, there's like a, a show that we have 
to have him on the show because there's some questions that are coming up that are really do need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. So that's what we kind of want to do, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, but we should start wrapping up because we have to go to our own meetup here very, very soon. The She Podcast Brunch. For those of you who are coming, thank you for coming. Yes. Thank you right now. And thank you right now. So this is, guys, um, if you have any feedback or any of you guys attended Podcast Movement, why don't you go ahead and send us some feedback. You can email it to feedback at shepodcast.com. You can use our SpeakPipe page. You could go to speakpipe.com slash ShePodcast and wrap it up in 90 seconds and get some stuff uh, to us. But it would be great if you send us voice feedback and your experience, maybe sessions that you loved, moments that surprised you, your highlights of your trip and all that stuff. Because we do totally, totally want to hear about that and highlight how it you know mattered to you. And you know, for those of you who had sessions with us, we'd love to hear from you guys too if you want to send you know some voice feedback as well to... Because I think there's something really lovely about working with somebody face to face. Do to be I loved being able to open up my computer and show somebody, look, this is that. This is what you do. I totally agree. You know? Or like looking at when you're looking at examples of our brand designs, or I'm looking at a plugin or like somebody's workflow or showing my workflow. I just had to open my computer and show all different apps that I use. And then they were like, Oh, it was great. It was amazing. I so. just remembered two negatives for me yeah. this week. No John Buchanan. No, no Cri- John Buchanan. No Christy Hausler. Oh. She lost her dog sitter and she couldn't come. She didn't want to tell anybody that. Sorry, Christy, because uh, she thought it made it sound like a crazy dog lady, but she has five dogs. You yeah, don't lose a pretty, dog sitter, you can't go. Yeah. Oh, super sad. But we totally mentioned you, man. Mm-hmm. We and and I Both showed of off like I showed off a lot of the stuff that you had going on. Yeah. So everybody asked me where Christy was as if I know her life. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know her life. I had to ask her myself because they were like, Where's Christy? Isn't she your sponsor? Is she here? Is she coming? And I was like, I don't know. I thought so. Yeah. So but speaking of sponsors. That's our sponsor. Team Podcast. Teampodcast.com. Team Podcast will do a lot of the things that we talked with our clients about, actually, about being able to outsource a lot of the little bits and pieces of stuff that is getting you completely and utterly overwhelmed. We've had an amazing response from people that have been working with uh, Team Podcast already. So if you have you know, anything that you want to outsource, you want to start the conversation about getting some stuff out of your head, out of your hands out of your your head. So to be able to do teampodcast.com, please email or or actually just go to the website. She has a contact form over there. Teampodcast.com. Yes, she does. You can click straight through from our show notes to be able to contact her. She's incredible. And um, she's a really, really amazingly active inside of the community. So that is all. That is all. If you're connecting with us for the first time. You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash she podcasts. Our Facebook page is slash she podcasts. Our Twitter is slash she podcasts. We do not have an Instagram or a Snapchat of she podcasts, no. but we should. I don't know. And our website is she podcasts. And please go ahead and connect with us and say hello. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for doing this on my bed, Elsie. You're Elsie welcome. and I in bed together. That's the name of the episode. Elsie in bed. Yes! Woo! There you have it. And John, you were greatly missed. Greatly missed. Greatly missed. Thank you guys so much. Love you. Mean it. Bye. That's it. We're just getting into it.